Tuesday morning, and welcome to the Lady Life Podcast. I am your host, Kimberly Gladney, and today, ladies, concludes our May and Mom series. So if you've been listening this month, we have been uh, talking about the Proverbs 31 woman from the Bible. Many of you are familiar with that, Um, the Proverbs 31 woman, and we've been talking about becoming the woman that God is calling each of us to be. And so today we are so blessed to continue this conversation uh, with Lady Antoinette McKenzie. And so let me tell you a little bit about her. Um, I have known Tony for many, many, many years now. I refer to her as my uh, big sister. So she's one of my big sisters who I have watched over the years, who has been a great example, not just for me, but for so many other women. And so she is here. She is a phenomenal speaker. Uh, She's an administrator. She's an event planner. Um, She's a mom. And you know what? Most important, she's a daughter of the Most High God. And so she is here with us today. Welcome, Tony. Hello, Kimberly. (laughs) Thank you so thank you so much for the invitation. I am honored to be with you today. Yes, and I am thrilled that you are here, thrilled for this opportunity. And so Tony, we have been talking about the Proverbs 31 woman that's found in an amazing book called the Bible. Yes. And so yes. you know in Proverbs 31, the question comes in verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? And when I was looking at this, I like to revisit her every year because I used to always say, who could live up to her standards? Oh, my goodness. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. You know, she was she willingly worked with her hands. The Bible describes her as being very diligent. Uh, She was a woman of wisdom. She was fruitful. She provided for her family. Uh, She purchased property. She planted vineyards. uh, She took care of the poor. I mean, all of this, it says, even says that strength and honor uh, are her clothing. And so my question today is, uh, in modern day, what does the Proverbs 31 woman look like in today's modern world? Well, when I read that portion of scripture, Uh, What I gather out of it is she was a woman that loves God and has a relationship with God. She was strong. She's smart, a woman of great character and integrity. She's trustworthy. She's an encourager. She's a giver. She has value and she knows her worth. She takes care of home and she runs her home well. She doesn't make rash decisions, but thinks things through before she acts. She doesn't mind working, and she's a good steward over her finances. She looks for ways to add and to build so that her family is stable and secure, not only today, but for generations to come. Her husband and her children are proud of her, admire her, and respect her. Ultimately, she's a woman of action. It's not about what she says, but what she does. We as women can sometimes say things, 
But a virtuous woman is a woman who does the work. I love that. A woman of action and a woman who does the work. You also said she's a woman that builds. I absolutely love that. That actually reminds me, I believe it's Proverbs 13, 14, um, if I'm not mistaken. And it says, every wise woman builds her house. Yes. Um, and so that is so good, you know, in today's modern world, you know, bringing the, the P30 woman, she still exists today. Yes. Um, and the question still comes, who can find a virtuous woman? Well, it's everything that you have explained. And so I absolutely love that. And so how can we as women uh, be virtuous in each season of our lives? No matter what season of life you're in, something should remain constant, right? Yeah. Having, having and keeping a relationship with God and also possessing the core values of a virtuous woman, like just being kind, caring, giving to others, maintaining a good name, and et cetera. Some of those things should never change as you move throughout your life. However, as you go through different stages, life does become a balancing act. Paul said he wished that we would remain single as he was because we could devote more time to the things of God, because the married have to devote more time to the things of the world. So when you're single, you have all the time in the world to do whatever you want to do versus when you get married and husband and children come into play. Ultimately, God knows your heart. He knows where you are and how much you can handle based on what stage in life you're in. As women, sometimes we can be hard on ourselves, but we got to know that we're doing the very best with where we are. If some of your goals have to be put on hold for a while as you raise your kids, that's okay. A dream deferred is not a dream denied. Kids eventually do grow up. And then you can once again pursue those dreams, visions, passions, and goals that you have set for yourself. That is so good. A dream deferred, ladies, is not a dream denied. Right. Um, yeah, that is such wisdom. And I also love that you said um, maintaining a good name for yourself. Can you yes. just talk a little bit? I want to follow up with that because a lot of <laughs> women today, my big sister, Tony, they, it seems like they don't care about main, maintaining a good name for themselves. Well, well, I, I use my parents a lot as, as my example. Again, no one is perfect, but at the same time, they have lived a life of integrity they have lived a life of great character. Uh, their name goes beyond high point. You know, you'd be surprised how many people we, we run into and, and they ask, what church do you go to? High point. Oh, Pastor Vincent. He's a great man. Oh, have you, have you met him? No, but his name has gone out abroad. So I, I use that as an example, even in my own life, that having a name is important uh, because it shows your integrity. It shows you can't be trusted. Um, so it, it, it means a lot. Uh, 
to have a good name. It, it goes far. It'll take you far in life. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it does. It takes you far in life. And it is so important that I have learned um, just in my journey and maintaining a, a good name, you know, and having that integrity. Yes. And ladies, yeah, that's all a part of becoming who God is calling us to be. Yes, because we are ultimately, we are Christ's example in the earth. And so we want to represent him well, ultimately. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, we are the light and we are the salt. So yes. that is so good. And so um, as women of virtue, how do we recognize the doors that God has closed in our lives? You know, some of us, we try to camp outside of those closed doors and we <laughs> we miss a lot of opportunities. So how do we recognize that the door has been closed and how do we recognize the open doors that God has opened and with courage walk through them? We don't want to miss the opportunities um, right. that are before us. Right. From my point of view, if you're pushing for something to happen and there's confusion, there's no peace, and no matter how hard you try, it's not working out, that might not be the door God wants you to enter. What we want isn't always what God has for us. When a door closes, yes, it might be hurtful, it might be disappointing, and sometimes we may not understand it. But the Bible tells us that in all things, it tells us that all things are working together for our good. So we have to ultimately trust God's plan because he knows what's best for us. And more than likely, he has something far better than what we even wanted. Also, um, sometimes it could be that the timing isn't right. Sometimes we aren't ready to walk through certain doors and God is protecting us from making a mistake that could severely alter our lives. So again, ultimately, we have to trust that God knows best. I believe as we surrender to God's will, stay close to him, and listen to his voice, he will lead and guide us. I believe when the right door opens, you will have an overwhelming amount of peace and clarity. And what once seemed hard will become easy. Uh, we'll be able to walk through that door with confidence because we know that God did it. And if he did it, that he knew we were ready, equipped, and prepared to handle what's behind the door. That is so good. Ready and equipped. I absolutely love that. Um, and yes, just such wisdom. So good. And so, uh, Tony, as a single mom, what was your key to maintain? What, what has been your key? Um, to maintaining a virtuous lifestyle throughout the journey of ladies let me just pause her daughter is so amazing her name is Alanis I have watched her grow and <laughs> I just get so teary-eyed when I see her now because she is just like blossoming yes. um, and so yes what has been the key to maintaining um, a virtuous lifestyle and being that example before her yeah, and again, I'm going to reference my parents briefly. My parents were saved, Kim, at church and at home, okay? Uh, they were consistent, and that consistency showed my sisters and I that you really could live a life for Christ if you really wanted to. 
as I said in the last message that I preach, we've all sinned and fallen short. So I can't say that I've lived a perfect life, but what has helped me along the way is the fact that I developed a love for God and I developed a relationship with God at a young age. And it really was and is my desire to please him. So when you have a desire for, to please God, when you have a love of God or for God, it makes the journey easier. Uh, living a virtuous life takes a made up mind. Uh, you also have to be disciplined. So reading the word of God, praying and fasting, all those things are necessary in this walk. Uh, what also has helped me is staying active and busy in church. It also has helped to surround myself with friends that are like-minded. As a single mom, I didn't date a lot when Alanis was young. Uh, in her early years, I devoted a lot of my you know, personal time to her. And when I did start to date, I put boundaries in place. Who I was with, who I allowed to come into my home, who I allowed to be around my child, where I went, how late I stayed out. I monitored all that. I put boundaries on all that because I knew Alanis was watching me. And I always wanted to set a standard or to be a positive example for her to follow. So all of those things have helped me live a virtuous lifestyle. That is so good. Um, and you mentioned the word discipline. Yes. Um, yeah, that's another word um, that we can talk and talk and talk about. Um, that's a, really a challenge for many. I can say that for me, um, learning the practice of discipline. Yes. Um, but I have learned, you know, discipline is important because it helps us Keep the focus, the focus is what I like to say. It helps us keep that priority, you know, help yes. us realize what's priority. Um, yes. And I know a lot of times um, in this life, distractions come. We can get very distracted. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that kind of interferes with that virtuous lifestyle. Yes. Submit to those um, distractions. And so. I love that you said um, discipline and you put out boundaries, you know, you put up boundaries there you have because to. you knew that you were, you know, um, the goal was to be the example for her. Yes. Um, and so that is beautiful. And ladies, I want to mention the last message that she, um, that Tony uh, preached was, um, it was about um, running your race, like your own race or, you know, yes. staying in that race. And, um, I think about the scripture in Hebrews. I can't remember if that's the scripture you came from. Hebrews 12, was that it? I think yes. it was somewhere in there. Yes, yes. where it says, um, I'm pulling it up right quick, ladies, because I just want to share this because it kind of ties in um, to what we're talking about right now. And this is the Amplified version. I'll read a little bit of it. It's, it's Jesus as the example because he's all of our example. Um, and so that's how we also live that virtuous lifestyle. It's just you know, letting Jesus be our example. And so it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses mm -hmm. who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness. This is what I like. Stripping off every unnecessary weight mm -hmm. and sin, which mm -hmm. so easily and cleverly entangles us. Mm -hmm. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. 
And that word active stands out to me. And then stripping off all the unnecessary weight. You said at the beginning of the Proverbs woman, 31, she was a woman of action. And so we have to be intentional um, about this virtuous lifestyle. We have to be intentional Yes. Um, about, you know, those distractions and the weights, you know, stripping off all of that. And so um, that is so good. I love that. And so share with us um, the impact that your mom had in your life and how she has contributed to you becoming, you talked a little bit about it, how she has contributed to you becoming the woman uh, that God has called you to be. Oh my God, um, I, I just can't say enough about my mother and the impact she's had on my life. But um, uh, my mother was a, a worker. She worked for IBM for 10 years. Uh, she was the church organist. She was a writer, wrote many songs. Um, she oversaw our children's choir. We recorded several albums. Uh, she was a gospel DJ. Uh, an evangelist, a, a co-pastor, uh, handles a lot of the business for the church. Um, but she never put any of those things above or before her family. She always made sure that home was taken care of. And whenever I needed my mom, no matter all of those things that she was doing, whenever I needed my mom, she was always there. Uh, so she taught me how to take care of home and how to be there for my family, no matter what. In ministry, as you know, Kim, she's very bold and she's yeah. very fearless. <laughs> <laughs> so in the moments when I have doubted myself, because again, I'm a very quiet, quiet, shy person. I, I, I Church administrator, I love doing what I do behind the scenes. Absolutely love it. Uh, but getting up and speaking is still out of my comfort zone, which some people find hard to believe, but that does not come first nature to me because I'm more of an introvert. But my mom has, just watching her go forth, has inspired me. Uh, but she has always encouraged me to um, know that God has, has a call on my life. God has placed a call on my life, and she has encouraged me to keep going. And knowing that the hand of God is on my life and that with him, I can do any and everything. So she has made a huge impact on my life. I've watched her my entire life. And even at 52, uh, I still want to be just like her when I grow up. That is absolutely beautiful. And look, I want to be like her when I grow up too. <laughs> Yes, ladies, she is awesome. And if you get the chance, those who are listening, you want to go out to um, highpointlive.org. Check out our website, our church website, and you can find her there. Yeah. Um, and also on YouTube, uh, HCTV. Did I get it right? HCTV? Yeah. Yes, exactly. HCTV. Yes. And you can find her there as well. Just a phenomenal woman and an example uh, to many. And so... Tony, this has been so good. Well, thank you again, again, Kimberly, for the invitation. I have loved it. I have enjoyed my time with you. And it was an, an absolute pleasure.
All right. Well, listeners, I hope that you have enjoyed today's podcast. Special thanks to uh, Lady Tony for joining the podcast. Um, special thanks to you for always listening. And we do hope that you will join again for more Tuesday morning inspiration. And remember, keep living your best life unto the Lord. Keep learning life's most valuable lessons. And keep creating positive change within your communities. Bye for now and have a blessed day.